Kane and Bucks. The Good Oil, the Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Tom's here to give us the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Welcome back. Thank you, Kane. I don't have it. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. No, you have it. You took give it, it to last us. week, didn't you? No, you have it. Oh, give it to us. Um, let's get to the dogs straight away. So I told you two weeks ago that Mark Webb would be departing the dogs. He's an assistant coach. I can tell you this morning that Travis Varco will also depart the dogs at the end of the season over the next few weeks. So he's been a development coach since the end of 2020. He's also had a significant role with the club's Indigenous players. So that's three coaching changes so far, with Rowan Smith the other one, with more footy department changes to come. Now, Brendan Laid will stay. He's contracted. Matt Spanger, I believe, will stay as well. Even though he's not contracted, he'll be offered a new deal. The VFL coach, Stuart Edge, is contracted and will stay. Um, I was also confirmed this morning that Stuart Dew isn't going to the Dogs. That's mm. sort of been widely reported mm. that he's going to end up there under Luke Beveridge. Where's he going? don't know, but he's not going to the Dogs. So... Um, that's the news out of the Western Bulldogs as they continue their review. It's not done yet. Uh, now that both male teams are out of contention, that review will be on. So they want coaches that can challenge Luke Beveridge and they feel they haven't had that. Uh, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why'd you hesitate? When I Cause I, that? I assume there's a lot more to it. I assume they want more than just a coach who can challenge a coach who is actually a good coach, tactician, good with the players. I think they probably want coaches who can tick a lot of boxes, but mm. clearly they feel that the football department needs a refresh and that's what they're doing. All right, take us through the MRO decisions, which have been all contentious, really. Yeah, well, Jack Martin, um, careless, high contact, high impact, two weeks he was given for that, and Carlton will take this to the tribunal this week, either to get it downgraded to one or to get him off completely. I think they're more likely to get it downgraded to one. How did you see the Jack Martin incident, Bucks? Um, I thought that I thought two was fair. Yep, I, two. I thought, I thought that was, yeah, that was bordering on... Um, intentional. He, there, there's an argument that he was trying to go for the ball with his with his with the fist, but uh, yeah, I thought that was it was re- really aggressive. I thought it was outside the rules. Mm. Jacob Van Royen got one week. I can't expect. I don't expect Melbourne is going to challenge this, and it will force the Demons to have a reshuffle of their forward line with Brody Grundy in the mix. Zach Butters a four thousand dollar fine with two early guilty pleas for two separate incidents with Dane Zorko on Saturday night. And obviously, Braden Maynard's the main one. Just a quick answer on this from both of you. Do you think Braden Maynard should get off at the tribunal? Yes. Yep. yep. Absolutely. 100% should get off. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Should it have been sent to the tribunal? No. Bucks? No, I don't. Th- it had to be graded careless. And yeah. I don't think that it meet, met that threshold. I can understand the hysteria around the, the contact and the fact the player was concussed. And the emotion around that, but no. Yep. All right, let's get to a trade update. Uh, we'll start with Sydney, who we think are going to be really busy. They're going to be busy. They are desperate for a ruck to replace Tom Hickey and a key defender. Grundy? Re- well, Brody Grundy is absolutely one that they're looking at. You asked Tom Harley the question last week, did they meet with Brody Grundy the week before? And he gave a non-committal answer. I've asked the football boss, Charlie Gardner, I've asked his manager, Robert Durazio, and there's been no denials. So I can't yeah. confirm they've met Brody Grundy, but at the moment, mm. you know, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Um, and they're certainly interested in Brody Grundy. They're also certainly interested in Ben Mackay, but as are Essendon, as are Hawthorne, and, um, and that means that Ben Mackay is going to be seriously well paid as well because no matter what, 
his price is going up and it means North Melbourne will probably get compensation um, at pick three, which is after their pick yeah, two. Yeah, he's turned into Glenn Jakovic in this trade period <laughs> somehow. Yeah. My goodness. That's what happens when you're that tall, game. Oh, wow. uh, it's decision time for Dylan Stevens. Pick five in the 2019 draft. He's played 40-odd games. The Swans have had a deal in front of him for a number of week now, weeks now. He'll have his exit meeting this week. North Melbourne is interested. Um, and there is a feeling around club land that he's going to look to go elsewhere, but he hasn't confirmed that yet, and the Swans don't know what he's going to do yet. Lewis Melican is expected to stay. Sam Reid, Sam Wicks, and Ryan Clark are also out of contract, so a bit happening at the Swans this week. All right. How do the Saints get a deal done for Henry? That is a great question, given that they have told all 17 other clubs that they are going to prioritise the draft, mm-hmm. and then they're going to presumably use one of these draft picks, and Fremantle would like a pick between 15 and 25 or thereabouts for Liam Henry to get um, that player in the door. So it was between Hawthorne and the Saints, and Liam Henry has chosen St Kilda as his preferred destination. So I'm not sure how they get it done. It might be a future pick. They might have to find a way to get picks back in if they want to trade out a Jack Billings or a Dougal Howard or a Hunter Clark, um, Nick Caulfield. Daniel McKenzie's an unrestricted free agent as well. Um, I'm sure Ben Patton uh, would go if there was a deal for him elsewhere, even though he's contracted. So Jimmy Webster's an unrestricted free agent. And the big one is Jade Gresham at St Kilda, yeah. who... Had a lot of interest early in the year, but uh, I think that's probably faded in, in recent weeks. I know Carlton were interested, but um, I think it's more likely now that Jade Gresham stays. I think that's that's a, the most fascinating watch for me off-season is, is what St Kilda do with their list. Mm. Um, the fact that uh, they played the least number of players across the home and away season, uh, and that might have been a little bit around injury. I don't think so. I think it was mainly around mainly around the, the faith of the depth of the, the list. So Ross will have a fair bit to say about who stays and who goes, and we'll get a real understanding of, of where he thinks uh, the list sits on the other side of the, the, the off-season. The one you would trade is is the captain's steal, but you're not going to do that because of he's the captain and he's an important figure for the club. But in terms of what they need, they don't need Jack Steele. And there's clubs out there that need inside midfielders. Well, the Swans and, is one. And that's and, and Geelong would be the other one. So ideally, he would be the one that is expendable, but he's your skipper. So there's some players you don't go there with and they've just got too many of the same mm. type through that midfield. Henry's a great get for them. He's, he's perfect for yeah. them. Uh, Steele would be the one I'd be looking to move, but he's a skipper. So it makes it a bit problematic. No coach will be more involved in exit meetings across the league than Ross Lyon this week. He will be a central player, even more than any other coach, into what happens with the futures of these players. Just a quick one on Liam Henry as well. So the Saints have picked 12. That's too much. Pick 31 is not enough. So Why is to... it too much? What was he, pick nine? Yeah, the Saints aren't going to give up pick 12. For no, Liam I know Henry. they're not, but that's that would be around his value, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's probably just a little... Oh, well, Fremantle value him about 15 to 20, 25. So okay. um, I, 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 th- I don't think it's going to be pick 12. Um, and we'll see how that – I mean, the key to that deal is Colin Young, the manager. He'll have to broker the deal, and they'll have to get creative to get it done. You've got confidence in Colin Young to be able to do that? Well, they couldn't get it done for Bobby Hill, Hill or Rory Lobb year one, but mm. then they got it done for Bobby Hill and Rory Lobb the year after. Um, I think Colin Young is the sort of manager that works on these deals for a long time before the end of the season. So mm. I'd be surprised if him and Gubby Allen and Soss and, um, and Ross Lyon can't come to an agreement right. of some sort. What's the AFL's role with the voice? This is an interesting one. So if you missed it last week, the AFL has decided not to use finals or the grand final as a vehicle to promote its position on the voice referendum, which has been clear for a number of months now. Those in favour have said, good, leave politics out of footy. Those against have argued the league is walking back from its commitment and its very public stance from a few months ago. And the reasoning is this. 
finals are seen to be sacrosanct at the AFL, not just for this uh, instance, but also over a number of years. There's never really any social causes promoted in finals. And there is a feeling as well at AFL House that being too overt in support of the voice might actually drive people to vote no. And the AFL doesn't want to be an institution of dissent, which is an interesting take in itself as well. But players, if they want to support the voice, the AFL will support that. Um, and the league will support that uh, like the whole way through. And based on the polling they did at Clubland, Kane and Bucks, um, before the commission took a position, the support for the yes vote is very high among players. So we'll see how it works out. But these are the conversations ongoing behind the scenes at the moment. Mm. Um, just a last quick one on St Kilda. I, this is an important one before I go. I'm aware St Kilda's statement about Tim Membry left things a touch open, but it's super important we don't read too much into things, jump to conclusions or participate in a game of whispers without actual knowledge of the situation. I have knowledge of the situation and the most alarmist and unfair of what I've seen is factually incorrect and it breaches the very reasonable request for privacy that the Saints asked for on Saturday. That's all I want to say on that Mm. matter. Pretty important um, thing that you just said there, Tom. Um, thank you for that, mate. We'll, Thanks, Kane. Um, Thanks, Buckley. See you, See you next week. Next week, that was Tom Morris for Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. I've angered a lot of Carlton supporters with the two-week suspension. Yeah, I thought so, you were harsh. Well, I suppose you have that opinion, but the the general consensus is that that's my Collingwood um, bias coming through. That I that I want Bruzzy off, and I think a Carlton bloke should go. <laughs> 